0: Hi, I'm Harry. Hi, I'm Joel. Uh, And this is Geek Studios Podcast, where we talk about numerous things. Uh, Sometimes we'll do debates, sometimes we'll do reviews, or sometimes we'll just do a plain discussion. What are we doing this week, Joel?
1: Uh, This week, we're talking about the Oscars and the awards season and past Oscars and
0: the relevancy of them in today. Yeah. So the Oscars were a couple of weeks ago. Um, So the big winner was Parasite. Yeah. They won Best Picture, Best Foreign Film, or whatever they're calling it now. Best Original Screenplay, and Best Director. It won that, how much, so... Four awards. Four awards. And that was a... I didn't think it would... So I did predictions, and my prediction was 1917 would be the big winner. Because I thought Sam... I didn't think they would give it to a Korean film. I really didn't think that Americans would give it to a Korean film for Best Picture. But they did. Um, Other big winners was Joker, one, Best Score, and... Yakman Phoenix won it for uh, Best Actor. Then also Renee Zellweger won it for Judy. Brad Pitt won it for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm. And Laura Dunn won it for Marriage Story in the acting department. Oh, cool. And then Roger Deakins won Cinematography. And Taika Waiti won Best Adapted Screenplay. So those were like the big winners of the night. And my prediction, so with my predictions, I got 70% of my predictions. Yeah. Right. So how, many,
1: how many optional choices were there that you got the 70% of? Um,
0: there were 24 categories. Yeah, I got 17 right.
1: Okay, wow. That's more
0: impressive. Okay, when yeah. you said 70%, <laughs> I was like, okay, but yeah. that's good. And 17. I was talking to my friend on the Sunday, the day of the Oscars, and I said, I reckon I'll get 70% right. <laughs> so not only did I do a good prediction, I predicted my own predictability and the predictability Great. of the yeah. Oscars. So it's quite good. But... The Oscars are struggling because their biggest drawing was in 1998 with 57.25 million viewers. And the film in 1998 was? 98. 98. Um, Big one. Go on. Come on. I'm going to guess. One of the biggest, highest grosses. Oh, the biggest. I've oh, uh, Titanic. Yeah, Titanic. Yeah. And that picked up 11 awards. But in the past, they've kind of been dwindling. So 2017, it was about 32.9, and then from then on, so 2018, 2019, 2020, it's all been under 30 million views. Mm. Um, I think this year it was its lowest at 23.6, so they're kind of, they're struggling to bring in viewership. Yeah. But I'm gonna kind of talk about maybe why that is, and kind of how they can fix it, but what I wanna know is how much do you follow it? The Um, water season?
1: Uh, enough that I will look on the news when they announce some of the nominations I'll look through and then I will forget about it and then (laughs) it will come around to like the day after the Oscars and I'll be like oh that one but um, yeah I'm interested by it but
0: I don't really follow it that closely do do you watch like the films that were nominated like out of the nine best picture nominees have you
1: watched any of them Um, not this year no No. I think it's probably 2017,
0: I watched the most of those ones, but not this year. I see. So I think it was last year and this year the most I've watched because I watched six out of the nine best picture nominees this year. Oh wow! I watched five of them before they were before the ceremony, and then I watched Parasite the Wednesday afterwards. No, two Wednesdays afterwards because then they brought it into wide release. Because when mm. it first won, it wasn't in wide release because it was a South Korean subtitled film. But now, because it won, it's in wide release. So oh, I watched that. Um, but out of the six I watched, Parasite is was the best. So it is. It's a best picture that actually did deserve it. Mm. Like uh, obviously, I haven't. See, I didn't see. I didn't see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Little Woman of v Ferrari the three that I didn't see mm. but I saw the others and out of all of them Parasite I don't know you ha- I know you haven't seen it but I do I think it was an amazing film and it was good like when I saw that it won I woke up and don't know, BBC News uh, who won Oscars and I saw it said Parasite big winner I had a smile on my face because mm. I was happy like I hadn't seen it yet but I was happy that a foreign film had won because I thought that meant for me I'm like that is a good sign for cinema that yeah. is a good thing with good implications for it so I was quite happy to see it win, which is always good um but out like so you said you've watched 2017 you said was watched it the most like do you have good like how's your like pub quiz knowledge of Oscars um
1: not not great not yeah. great but um enough that I can sort of think back to the time of that Oscar like films coming out then and thinking what was sort of generally really, really good and well-received, and then make a guess at that and see what sticks. Yeah. But, um, yeah, because that's what I did with, with La La Land. I saw that it was getting high praise, then I went and saw it at the cinema, and then I was like, I'm pretty sure this will win something big. And it did win
0: well, it did, and it almost did. It did, it, it almost did. did, and it did then yeah. it didn't. Uh, have you We've you've watched that clip haven't you they're all like doing speeches thanking their mum thanking their dad and then they're like Moonlight you won this isn't a joke you won oh, it's, it's <laughs> painful to see uh, but they have like do you know about like the controversies of it um
1: en- enough to uh, understand what people are talking about yeah
0: but not in depth any real details because this year out of the how many best I think it's 10 sorry out of the 20 best actor and best supporting actors and best supporting actresses and actresses one was black and that was for Harriet for have you heard of that film Harriet I've heard of it yeah so but so they're kind of and there was 2016 was the oscars so white wasn't it yeah 20, yeah 2016 was the hashtag oscars so white because it was like out the bed there was barely any black nominations for the oscars mm. and they mentioned it i think um who did the opening one? it was chris Rock and steve martin did the opening bit of the oscars mm. uh, and they said in at the first oscars there were no black nominations. Now we have one. <laughs> like, <laughs> so that I think they are struggling in that thing. Also, there was no female directors nominated. Yeah. Um, so even when films like Little Women was nominated for best picture, Greta Gerwig did not get nominated for best director. So mm. do you know what I mean? So it's a, I think. How do you think they should go about that issue? Because like, I don't know if they've done it the best way. Um,
1: well the way I, I feel like there's less there's there's a lot of ambiguity between we're not as involved in, it's not like there's a like a mark sheet of what a film needs to be do to be seen as the best picture yeah. but there should be more open with discussion about it, I feel like they need to, like rather than, it seems very behind closed doors of them discussing like these people go into this room, they discuss it and they come out with these bold predictions that are really quite big in our like in the, in the span of our year that's a quite big thing to have oh
0: yeah it's look because I I saw this I can't remember if it was an interview or if it was a news story with one of the people from BAFTA and he was saying they get sent so many films a year Um, and like a recent film called Queen and Slim with Daniel Rane the one from Get Out yeah sorry yeah, yes I mean, him he was in a film and the BAFTA didn't look at it and it's been well received, it was a film from 2019, it was able to be applied for the BAFTA, but the BAFTA didn't see it, because there are so many films, but then, how do you, there is a thing, I think, there are films being made by female directors, and minorities, um, but I don't think they're getting as much, I don't know if hype's the right word, yeah. attention attention do, do, do i mean like um, you had the farewell that was well received got no nominations and that's from a asian female director mm. so and it, so you're having there are i think also is a thing of you they do need to get more more women into the industry mm. because i think it is about 90% male directors yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds the uh, the right la- amount of lack of diversity. Yeah. <laughs> um but do you so I think there is a thing that the academy need to do more. Cuz the academy is a bit of an old white guys club. Yeah. Um but also you need to start from the other end. And that, I'm not saying if a straight white male made the film, don't nominate him. Cuz I do but do you know what I mean like yeah, Sam Mendes Definitely deserve the nomination for 1917 for best director. Mm. Did I like? But it's a difficult subject to deal with because you don't want to say, you don't want to kick people off the table, you know. Yeah. You want to bring more people to the table. Yeah. You want to make the table bigger rather than swap out people. Yeah. So, but then I'm not saying they should bring in regulations where they have to reach a certain cap. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So it shouldn't be like a set thing. It should just happen naturally or try to be
0: made to happen more naturally. I think to do that is to get... went for producers to get women to make more films. It's like... i said after Parasite 1, I was talking to my sister and I said, Parasite's good because there are over 200 countries in the world. So to say that the best films are Anglo-American films, it's just a yeah. bit and I think that's the same to say that uh, if it then, like the basic demographic of male females 50-50 so then for it to be 9 to 10 do you I mean like, yeah it's it's a thing of like women have you know can tell stories as well it's not a male dominated business yeah but there are quite you know there's quite powerful women in filming stream Kathleen Kennedy head of Lucasfilm Amy Pascal you know from mm. Sony so women are making, film, but are making films making big budget films so I just don't think there's, there's enough of them Olivia Wilde, have you seen Booksmart? Uh, I've heard good things about her it's, I watched it, it um, it's on Amazon Prime at the moment, mm. it's a really really funny film, a really really good film and Olivia Wilde directed it um, who's usually an actress but it's a really good film and that got no attention d- d- almost, I think maybe got a screenplay but do you know what I mean? It got next yeah. to none, and that was a re- one of my favorite films of last year was Books Art. Mm. So then I just I think it's a both end. I think they need to get more women making films, but I don't think the Academy are looking at all the films that women are making, yeah, and those of minorities are making as well. So it's like they need to fix both ends of the stick, yeah. But with the
1: Oscars, because it's such a they have to take so many films to put them into such a, a like not niche, but quite narrow pathways. Maybe the Oscars or whatever the awards ceremony is, should be a larger scale. Not necessarily like, like just spread out a lot more. Like have a, um, spread it over two nights or two days where they have like, so they can just cover more films yeah. or have categories that are more based around um, public opinion, but then obviously that, that comes is, into play that it's that a good idea in concept but
0: they did try to introduce that last year a popular film category hmm. but there was just there was so much backlash from it yeah that they didn't But I, I see what you mean I think but then there are the guild awards like the, the, the um, directors guild awards yeah. and the screen actors guild awards that do kind of do that to an extent they do highlight that but not as you know not as big as the Oscars you know hundreds of people go into making a film so then for them for then 24 categories for all those and the Oscars is very and the academy is also very actors lenient yeah like a, um, like I think it's out of all the people it's more it's more actors than anyone else and it also does tell when sometimes when actors then become directors, like Kevin Costner and Mel Gibson, that they then go on to—they both won Best Director for their debut as director, yeah. previously being an actor. So there is, but I think there is actor leniency So maybe to they kind of need to freshen it out, get more categories, because like I said, hundred people, yeah. more than hundreds hundred, hundreds of people going to make a film.
1: Um, and even if the categories aren't as still as bold and decisive as best picture best director but they could be they can be more um, like not vague but more niche and like you're still getting an Oscar it's still an acknowledgement of a great
0: success even if it's a small aspect of that I like how the Golden Globes do it in that they have best film drama best film musical comedy oh that's good Um, I quite like that so I think maybe I'd like to see them introduce kind of that I'd like to still have the best picture hmm. but I'd also like to have like best film drama best film action best film musical or comedy do you know what I mean yeah because like,
1: some films you just can't compare yeah. like you
0: can't compare the t- like yeah you just can't compare them but then I think another thing is there's, there's Oscar bait movies like Oscar bait movies so, you know, your film... The current Oscar bait is film festivals. Get, get your film big at a film festival. It'll get du- it will get nominated for an Oscar. So Jojo Rabbit won TIFF. was big at TIFF. Um, and then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was big at Cannes. And then uh, Joker was big at Venice. So the, the, yeah. there is that theme and that's the current Oscar bait is to try and get a good film. And I think you were talking a little bit about it. Um But biopics, I watched uh, Mark Camo did a program and he talked about like the Oscar what, how to win an Oscar basically. Mm. Uh, and he talked about biopics, um, playing someone with dif- like um, either mental disabilities or physical disabilities. yeah, like um, for instance, Joker, someone with a mental problem. who won? Jacqueline Phoenix, real person. Judy garden Renée Zellweger—one, like we saw mm. that both, and also we've seen it with you know Forrest Gump and um, other films. You know, Rami Malek last year, like yeah, those are very kind of Oscar bait films. So do you think do do you think they maybe need to diversify their palette, maybe?
1: Yeah, because as interesting as they are, I don't know. I feel like with biopics, it's difficult depending on the like scale of person like Bohemian Rhapsody that also there was more people it wasn't just focused on one person directly it was sort of spread out a little bit more which made it more interesting
0: I'd say it was about 40% Freddie Mercury 60% the rest of the band or maybe yeah. 30%
1: 70% so I still think that makes it easier to understand that you can see not more impressive as a film but I think that makes it
0: it grossed mm. over a billion dollars I yeah it made a lot it made a lot of money so that it, maybe it is a thing that they are actually getting films that people saw at the cinema do yeah you, do you know what I mean like um cause uh, there's some films that get not they get nominated in the award season but I hadn't heard of them before the award yeah. season and like Green Book which won last year Best Picture yeah, I hadn't, <laughs> I hadn't heard I not heard of it's on Amazon Prime then, I watched it it's good but I hadn't heard of it before mm. you know bef- but when you look back at like I've got this here in that Endgame was the first film to hold the title of highest grossing film but it wins zero Academy Awards mm. so other films to hold it Titanic won 11 Gone with the Wind won 10 Star Wars won 7 Silent Music won 5 E.T. won 4 Avatar Jurassic Park Jaws and Godfather, one 3 Endgame None. Yeah. That's weird. They got one nomination. What was that nomination in? Effects. Most I believe. Yeah, FX. that's about right. Um So there is that thing, like, this is the biggest film of all time. And you give it one nomination. Yeah. And I like, I watched I've watched it in game and I thought it was better than I thought it was better than The Irishman. Uh, and I thought it was better than <laughs> joker because i wasn't too big of a fan of joker so i thought it was better than those films that actually did, go, did get yeah. nominated um you know i think especially kind of comparing it to irishman irishman is three and a half hours mm. it feels like three and a half hours it does *Endgame* game it's three hours feels like about
1: two hours yeah i could sit through another another bit longer like that end battle scene mm. i could have sat through for another
0: half an hour at least well yeah the, the is that like Endgame is a, is a long film but it's paced very well yeah whereas when I watched Irishman I watched it in one sitting mm. with about a five ten minute break at about an hour and a half when there was still two hours left of the film oh. so I watched it with my brother and my dad and it felt like it you know what I mean like it just kind of dragged so then I don't know like I felt like Robert Downey Jr. should have been nominated yeah. for best actor because I thought it was his acting was better than some of the actors who did get nominated um mm. but it might
1: also come down to marvel as a idea and as like a film studio yeah how people react to them and like I feel like it should have got recognition as well for the like 11 it was yeah 11 years 11 years of setting yeah. up what ba- effectively one big plot line yeah
0: which hasn't really been done before? No. To, a just, to a such a linear degree. There's been films with that many, like the Carry On series has quite a lot of films which are comedies, mm. but it's not like this big, long, storytelling yeah. kind of experiment. But then like, in, was it 2003? Oh, Return of the King one. Yeah. And that wasn't for Return of the King. That was for like, all of them. All of all them. It. Yeah. So then like, for this to just go... Do you, I mean, like...
1: Yeah. Well, like, if people thought that Marvel films are separate to a lot of other singular films, or if they thought the comic book films were somehow not... Parks. Hot, yeah. <laughs> they could... Um, I feel like it should have at least got some recognition, or or Marvel Studios get some form of recognition at an event like the Oscars where they mm-hmm. say, because your films are all... Uh, well, to, they're all to a good standard to where they just oversaturate the Oscars um, we, we're going to give you this award that's just to say well done and re- recognition of the
0: it's, it's weird though that they nominated Black Panther last year and, it, and at the same time Black Panther got no directing nominations or no acting nominations yeah. when it got nominated for Best Picture which is odd usually yeah. usually you want one of those to help you. It might what? have got adapted screenplay. I don't even think it got adapted, Maybe I know it got costume. It won three awards, and uh, like costume production design. But I don't think it got nominated for screenplay either. I could be wrong, it, but I didn't think it was. But then yeah. I thought this, I personally I don't think Black Panther was the best superhero, best film of the year, not, and not even the best superhero. Yeah, film it was a bit
1: of, of a, we with how much of a cultural phenomenon it became, it was a bit more like oh it's, oh it's the obvious choice that this amazing film yeah. needs to be
0: it, there was a push from day one you know yeah like because of how the Oscars were, they were talking about the Oscars sorry they were talking about the Black Panther at the Oscars at the Oscars before it got nominated so in they talked about it at the 2018 Oscars but obviously it didn't get it wasn't yeah. until the 2019 Oscars so it was weird like that hmm um, but I think Endgame. I think you know it. You know some people will get awards like Leonardo DiCaprio. I think when he won his acting award, that was for years of not winning. Oh yeah, award. that was for being Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. yeah. Um. And like I think this really, at least, deserved a nomination for it. You know. Yeah. Like the fact is that it's the first film not to win, do you I mean? Like, the first... Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I understand, yeah. It just doesn't... It just doesn't really kind of make sense. Like, I think the Academy is obviously quite it's like they, it's, it's
1: like they it have a set, a sort of loose set of rules, but then they have, like, one fact can completely overturn it. Yeah. Because... I don't know. If they didn't... If they... Who... So, the, when was Endgame? Endgame was... This, one, this, year, this, oh, this 20, year. Sorry, 2019, yeah. Um, so... These Oscars. These Oscars. Mm. But should it have been marked alongside... I don't know if it should have been marked along... Like, if it if, if it didn't come out, what other films... Like, what was the standard of the other films that were coming out? And was it... And then if you looked at it purely from just those two films, Endgame and what other film was would have been the nominated? Those head-to-head, without any of the backstory at other studios, what would have won from that? And then maybe that one should have won if it wasn't
0: Endgame, and then Endgame got a special. Yeah, I don't like. I don't know how they do the process, but I do think, and this is just this isn't just me. This is also I've heard people like Mark Mode say it that you know the Oscars have uh, the Oscars are a lot of Martin Scorsese's. Yeah. Um. So do you know what I mean so like they're very apprehensive to nominate a film like a superhero film yeah but like you know the fact that Star Wars got seven seven yeah so like films like it is because Star Wars is a film like you know it's a it's a blockb a blockbuster film so like yeah. Dr- Jurassic Park and Avatar and Star Wars and like the CGI blockbuster films have won awards in the past you know so then for it to just kind of go like for them for them now to be like no we don't want any of these blockbuster films being be nominated yeah it's just it's odd you know like the fact that I think you know it's something they need to kind of fix because I think if they it, uh, personally if Endgame was nominated it would I believe the Oscars would have had more viewers yeah because I believe you can Bring, if you nominate the biggest pictures of the year, then you'll bring in. You no, know, you'll bring in viewership. Yeah. You know, if you nominate pictures that people have seen, then people will watch the shows. Yeah. And I think maybe that's personally. I think what they need to do is they need to. I'm not saying just because your film made money, it should be nominated. Like. Yeah. Lion King and Aladdin remakes, both grossed a billion. Do I think they were good? I haven't seen Lion King. I don't really want to. I saw Aladdin on, the pla- on a plane to Disney. I didn't think it was that right. mm. um, So I'm not saying just because your film makes money, it should be nominated. But good films, good popular films, mm. you know, like Endgame, I believe, you know, like I said, it's, it's better than some of the films that got nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. No, rec- no recognition.
1: Mm. Could it also come down to... Um because I feel like with, with Marvel Studio Films, they have a lot of... They have, like, a really strong following of devoted fans who will only go out and see Marvel films because they're frequent, they've got a really good quality, and the storyline is, like, enough that you feel really... Satis- they're really satisfying films to watch as, like, to be invested in. Yeah. But whether that They disliked putting Endgame in because it's not... The viewers would only be experiencing that. Do you know what I mean? So if, if with the people seeing Endgame had also seen other film. Like, Endgame's success and all its praise it's got came from people
0: who had just seen Marvel movies for the last ten years. But I think it's more than that, though. Because I, I personally... I didn't think that Endgame would become the biggest film. Because I thought, if you watch this film, it's, a, it, it's like the... It, do you know what I mean? It's a season finale. Yeah. So then if you haven't watched the rest of the season, would you like do you know what I mean exactly so I was yeah. very like surprised when it actually became the biggest film of all time hmm. obviously that not adjusted to inflation because then that's gone with the wind but you know hmm. that this is the biggest film of all time um, because I didn't think people would want to see it. as many people would want to see a film that's only for those who have seen the rest hmm. um, so I, you know it, it surprised me but it's a a good thing you know these films draw in audiences and it's not do you know what i mean it's not just the audiences of me and you and our parents that we drag along with us yeah Like they but our parents enjoy it as well like my parents enjoy the marvel movies and so mm. people enjoy them like the general public enjoy them it's not a thing of only the hardcore marvel fans like it was before You know, before the MCU that's what films the superhero films were kind of like. You did have the big ones, like you had the Batman eighty nine and Christopher Reeve Superman. But they weren't how they were now. Yeah. You know. I think as fans we're lucky now to get the films that we do. But then the general public do enjoy these films.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Um, going back to your other point that you made previously about endgame and Getting nominated, why well, it would be a good thing? Like, really, after now we're just talking. I just realised that, yeah. Endgame, if it did get nominated for awards, that would pull all that audience of Marvel fans and stuff would get pulled into the Oscars and just exposed to other films and other really good films and even directors' names that get thrown around. Like little things like that could probably help broaden out that that um, Marvel audience uh, into other films. Um, so yeah, yeah, that point about that was really good.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, it could be, because, like, you know, would I have seen Parasite if it hadn't been nominated for Best Picture? Maybe, probably not. It was in limited release. I probably wouldn't have heard of it. Yeah. Um, but there are great foreign films. I've watched watch a couple. I haven't watched loads. I've watched a couple, but are good ones, like um, The Intouchables is the English name, which has Omar, Omar Sy, who is an x Men and Jurassic World. Mm. So you know it it seems a bit ignorant really to like not experience all these other diverse films yeah so yeah Mm. but I mean like we said the Oscars are kind of struggling so what would your what would be your because it's a three hour bus ceremony yeah so what would your big thing what would you're the head of the academy what do you do to fix it
1: um I think it's also not I don't think it'd be able to fix with one thing. I think you'd have to go through and think the. You'd have to start by going, right, um, what are some categories that make, like, define, like, good aspects for a film or get a set down, um, get a list or uh, some form of way of saying, this is what makes something really good. And then moving over into saying, who decides ultimately what that is and then moving into um, how do we narrow it down from there? And probably the step for that is to think, these are all the films that are coming out and we need to give them all the same attention. How can we make sure that we aren't focusing on just the biggest directors? Like, I I can't think of a real proper solution, but the problems there I think are multi-level of getting the largest pool of films and then being able to narrow it down while still being able to keep it diverse. Um, And yeah, so having more of an easier flow to basically bring a large, large amount of films into a satisfying, well-constructed film that even if your film or a film you don't like gets nominated, you can say, well, I I can see that because this is what they're marking it against. Compared to that, that was a winner. So I think it needs to
0: be clearer and a better system. Well, I think, like I said, that bringing in films that people are watching um, but also, you know, I think it's a thing of people say it's the length, it's a three hour plus ceremony. People say it's the length, but like I said in 1998, 56 million people tuned in to that three hour ceremony, yeah, <laughs> and now it's less than half. So it's not that the length has changed. Maybe you could blame technology a bit, but now, now people, you know, yeah, where is the Oscars? stream It's only on Sky. Sky. It's on Sky. I don't have Sky, so I, I don't have Sky, so I can't watch it. So can't watch it. It's at like one o'clock in the morning, and it's things like. But even this you, is for UK they stream, yes,
1: yeah, for UK viewers. But if they streamed it online, even if they did, did it on YouTube or a pay for view on YouTube, which you've seen done for a large scale before, that's worked well.
0: Didn't they do it? They, I I didn't watch it, but didn't they do it for like the. KSI... Like. Yeah,
1: for boxing matches involving YouTubers, they did that all pay-per-view, and that was really... Re- that was much larger numbers than... Because people would just think, oh, that's that's interesting, that's on. I can do it, pay for it really easily. And, How much was it? Um, I, I, mean, I think the first one they did was about... Um, six, seven quid. And then the second one you had to pay for like a... Um, like 11 quid because they went through like Sky Sports, like it went up another level. But it was still a price that I was like, I, yeah.
0: I mean, I personally don't like the entirety of like the youtuber fight. I just find it a bit idiotic and all that. But if they said on if it was on YouTube and if it was like you know five pounds for view, I'd probably watch it. But then the other obstacle is I don't want to watch it at one o'clock in the morning mm. when I could just watch it. I could just look it up in the morning and get... you know I mean? Get the yeah. highlights. So then, am I then part of the problem? I you know? I don't know. But I think it is also a pacing issue as well. Because, you know, to get dropped in less than half, I don't think it's just the three hours. I think they need to... Like, more ceremonies can drag on, you know? Yeah. Um. And, like you know you see uh, the Brits do quite well and they have Jack Whitehall and it's quite a it's quite a character based yeah it's quite a, you know I mean quite a good one and mm. then the, I know the BAFTAs they cut it down which I don't like so what the BAFTAs do is they show it an hour later and it's a cut down edited version but I don't like that because the mm. you already know who's won they don't keep it secret so BBC will report on it saying this person's just won But then the awards is behind and it's cut and edited. Yeah. So I don't really like that they do that in my. You know, I don't want them to do how the BBC do the BAFTAs. But I think it's all, you know, it's just pacing. I also think they need to kind of put a drawing, like a bit like a Super Bowl. You know how they'll play exclusive kind of trailers and that. I think maybe they could do that because Mm. when it said Billie Eilish was going to perform at the Oscars, I thought she was going to do the new bomb theme. Yeah. Um, so I thought, oh, that would draw people in, because, you know, you pe- the, when a the bomb theme comes out, it's a big thing. People will want to listen to a new bomb theme, so I thought it would be, you know, quite a big thing for her to do it. To yeah. Viewers. She instead did the memorial she sung yesterday, a very nice cover. I don't usually like British Irish, um, but she did a very nice cover of yesterday. Mm. Um, so maybe, do you think that's a thing? You know, have a bit like the Super Bowl, have something that draws people in the like... I don't know, like a trailer for something. So say if they had, like, the trailer for Black Widow, for instance, or West the next Spielberg film, the next Scorsese film, you know? Yeah. If they maybe put exclusive kind of trailers and...
1: Or maybe something... Or maybe they do that, but it's more film-generally based, or, like, over the next year or the next 5 years this is what sort of films are going to be made or this is where technology is at and this is how far we've come or, or like they could do a genuine reflex, reflection over films and say this year the films we've had we've had films about this this and this and this is really good and working forward we're going to all try to you know something quite mm.
0: not, yeah. have like a couple of little features of stuff but i think um they have tried to cut it down like last year when they were trying to change everything up yeah one of their plans was to show awards in the adverts in a little screen Mm. so they'd have a little screen in the corner yeah with the awards and then they'd have the adverts playing Mm. to try and make sure one of which was cinematography which is what got people the most wound up yeah because obviously you know, cinema is cinematography. One of the bigger awards of the night, than yeah, absolutely. Adverts, but it's yeah, it's an interesting thing. Um, I don't, It's. I, I think you know. I question will they still be relevant in ten years? Because the Oscars are a big thing, but I describe the Oscars as this. Everyone knows that the Oscars are who can bribe the most Hollywood people. You know mm. what I mean. Who has the most money for a marketing campaign to get them the Oscars? And kind of, you know, yeah, it's not always the best. Yeah, it's, it's such a big thing for an actor to get, for a film to get. You know, um, some of the films will pretty much almost double their um into their gross if once they've been won for an Oscar. Um, you know, Parasite is making. Loads of money, now, even yeah. more money now than it was because of the Oscars. Um, you see it on trailers, you know, Academy Award nominee director Steven Spielberg, Academy Award nominee actress Margot Robbie. Mm. You know, it's um, it be- it becomes this, you know, this big thing for them to get. Yeah, it's a big thing, but also the um,
1: it feels like they're trying to change, but with not, but not change. They want to, they want to basically go, um. Every, we want to basically change it up and go back to basics and just go here's a really well made film and make it all fair and even, but in the same way they don't want to do that they do still want to just keep it similar like, I don't know maybe they should just take, because if, if the numbers are dropping, they might as well just think, if it's going to drop a lot more next year, we might as well just take a risk and just go for it, because even if we go for it and it goes wrong it will still bring people going, oh they're doing something different this year so maybe. maybe it needs to be a new change of direction.
0: But they did they had—they did have an increase last year. There was an increase, so it decreased. The year after the whole kerfuffle about La La Land, yeah. it decreased. Then it went with the hostless Oscars, yeah. it increased. Hmm. And then it decreased again because they did it two years in a row. Tried to find gold twice, but they didn't. Hmm. But you know, that was a change and that change brought in more viewers. So, yeah, like you said, when they're doing the changes, it works. And that's shown in the viewers. They made a change. Spike in viewership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. But, yeah, I think... I do question their relevancy in 10 years. I do, you know... Will it still be as big a thing? You know, you get... Um, but also, I think... You get a lot of money for winning an Oscar. Or being nominated for an Oscar. Hmm. You also, I think the speeches can be quite good like I really liked Laura Dern's speech and um, I sent it to my parents it said some people say never meet your heroes if you're lucky enough you'll have them as your parents you know some lovely moments come out of the Oscars like Bong Joon-ho was really funny when he was just staring at his Oscar you know yeah and um, yeah Queen Phoenix used a lot of his uh, his award ceremony speeches to promote good causes and he talked about his brother at the Academy Awards mm. Um, and Brad Pitt talked about the impeachment trial. Um, so there are memorable moments you know that yeah. come from it and obviously the most memorable in the last kind of couple of years was you know la la land so I don't know it's I wish they were their big glamorous thing I just wish they were more you know I wish they were bringing in more viewers I wish it was more appealable to people yeah because I think the awards ceremony thing is good but yeah. Any final thoughts? Um, no, that's about, it. Um, that's about it. We'll just have to see. Yeah, okay. that's really good. All right, cool. That's been Geeks' Years podcast with Harry and Joel.